everybody. Welcome back to Breakfast with Bob from Challenge Miami. My name is Bob Babbitt, brought to you by Challenge North America, City Bikes, Vinito, the Challenge Athletes Foundation, Florida Dairy Farmers, and Wahoo, our next guest, the first couple of triathlon. <laughs> Reese Barkley and Lucy Charles Barkley. How are you guys doing? Very well, thanks, Bob. Thanks for having us back. Always a pleasure. So, Lucy, you got to race Challenge Daytona not in 2020, but in 2019 and had a great race against Paula Finley. Did you like that experience of, of being in the aero bars like that for the, you know, on, a, on a super speedway? Yeah, it was a completely new experience doing like the whole ride in the TT bars. So, I really enjoyed it. I felt like being in one place for the whole race made a really cool atmosphere. So I can't actually believe that was my last race that I did. So Was it's that been the last race? <laughs> oh, that's right. And you're coming off a second at Kona and winning Challenge Roth? Yes. Yes. So you had this phenomenal year in, in 2019, right? And then uh, 2018, 2019, and then nothing. Yeah, I had a whole year off in 2020, so it's just amazing to be at a race. It's pretty fun to be at a race. <laughs> Did, does it, it put you in a position where you, you're more appreciative of racing because it, it can be taken away? Yeah, 100%. I think last year we just re-found that love of triathlon. So not being able to race, we just found that love for training and just trying to get those small improvements day right. in, day out. And obviously not being able to race just made you hungrier to race again and just realize how much you do love to race. So, yes. um, yeah, I think both of us are just really excited to get another race in. So, Reese, as, as the coach where so much of what you do is, okay, we're getting ready for this race, and this is the build, and here's the taper, and here's the recovery, and here's the build for the next one. Without that, how did you adapt? Uh, it was a real struggle. Um, at the beginning, it was a case of, okay, the next race, we'll just prepare for that, and this went on and on and on until, you know, we kept on chasing a race until around June time, July yeah. time, when we realized there's not going to be a Nothing's race. Nothing's going to happen. Um, so yeah, we, we took a break and then we just said, look, let's strip it back to what we, we started doing this for. Um, and we did a lot of uh, adventuring. So like we would, you know, um, pack a, a picnic of stuff with yeah. us, go for a really long ride, get lost, explore new roads, uh, go and do some trail running that we've never done. We weren't doing any swimming, so, well, no pools. Because no pools were open. No, yeah. so we were right. just doing loads and loads of open water and we just stripped it back to swim, bike, run for enjoyment and took the complete pressure off of racing away from it. And, and as Lucy said, just did it for the sake of uh, finding enjoyment in it again. And I think that was actually quite refreshing. What's interesting to me is, you know, you guys are a couple. And sometimes when you're racing and training, it becomes coach, coach and athlete. I bet this year allowed you to, because you're doing stuff together. You're going for long rides together, you're going for long runs together. Less coach and more husband and wife. Yeah, definitely. Um, we we moved house as well, so we've got a little bit more space. We had we had some other things to focus on. Um, the dog, um, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> I mean, thank God we got part, her. Yeah. She she was literally like the best time to get a dog was then because obviously the whole year of lockdown. Right. Like we had, at least we had something to do. Um, but yeah, coaching wise, it was it was just more a case of just let's just get through this, and no one knew what was going on with right. the pandemic, did they? So I think triathlon racing seemed like such a long way off last yes. year um, it was only really towards the very end of the year that things started to come back so 
for us it was a case of just get through the year and, and yeah. try not to be in terrible shape come 2021. <laughs> <laughs> the virtual part of this, I mean, a lot of athletes were like, oh, yeah, virtual racing, and I wanna, you guys embraced it. You were like, hey, let's, it's, it's, it's triathlon. It's, at the end of the day, it's still swim, bike, and run, and if we can engage our followers, it's a good thing. Yeah, I think we've always been athletes who quite enjoy training indoors. When you live in London, it's pretty busy. So we've always been using Zwift on the turbo, kind of just putting the miles in indoors. So when you can then bring racing into that, we were all for it. And we used to really get up for like when it was full on lockdown at home and we had a race every Wednesday, we would like get really up for it, kind of psych ourselves up all day, then do the race and then be like, buzzing all evening and not sleeping so it was definitely something that just gave us that adrenaline buzz that yes. we've probably been missing um so yeah we loved it you guys got into this stuff as a lark anyways right you were you're both uh, point with swimming i was like well, let's try something new so sort of a lark i saw that are you racing super league this year yeah we're both on the super league start line so yeah. <laughs> i mean what's great about that again it's sometimes it's swim bike run swim bike run it's it's a, it's a variation of a theme it's triathlon it's short, it's fast. At the end of the day, as an athlete, it's fun yeah. and it's racing. And as a coach, it's something you can use to build for longer stuff. Yeah, I think it's it literally just a case of having something to work towards for us. Right. Um, you know, we, we got asked to do it and we was like, there's nothing else on the horizon. <laughs> Why not? You know, right. this is what we do. So. Yeah, yeah, and I think we're both athletes who just love to challenge ourselves and put ourselves in the deep end. So we felt with the Super League, you know what, we're going to be out of our depth, out of our comfort zone. Let's go and race the short course athletes and see how we stack up. So it should be a load of fun. I think it's going to be absolutely brutal as well, but we're definitely looking forward to it. And the best part about that is when you go into that attitude of <laughs> it's not about winning this. I just want to go play. Obviously, obviously <laughs> you're competitive. You want to you want to win the races, but you're going to gain something from just racing people you might not have ever raced before. Yeah, definitely. And I think even though it's really short, high intensity stuff, there's even being a long course athlete, there's benefit from doing that kind of training and actually racing like that. So if anything, it'll make the long course seem less painful, I guess. You know, what's fascinating back in the day when Paul Nibby Frazier was winning Ironman, every September she would do these Danskin women's triathlon series events which were sprints, right? Just to sort of refine and make sure she didn't lose her speed. It, as a coach, do you, does that concern you sometimes when you're just doing long, long training that you can lose some of that fast twitch and some of that speed? Yeah, actually, most of our training isn't like the majority of the long course athletes. I think right. we do a hell of a lot of speed work. Um, on a typical work uh, year, we would be doing cross-country races, swimming competitions, right. um, all sorts of speed stuff. Uh, and then we would start fine-tuning towards long course when we go on our typical training camp in Lanzarote, which we haven't been able to do. Right. Uh, so actually, yeah, we've, we've, we're you know, sort of a hybrid between doing the short course and the long course training. I wouldn't say we're purely one or the other, so right. adapting it hasn't been too bad, but I think it's, um, yeah, doing that 1K on the treadmill is is something that we've never really done. So yeah, <laughs> even even that short for, for, for most people. So it's gonna be something different. One of the things I always enjoy is when sponsors come into our sport who are from outside our sport. You know, we all have, Nutrition companies, bike companies. Oh, and by the way, congratulations on Cube. That <laughs> is you. very huge. But we also have Vespa, which you are part of the Vespa triathlon team. Uh, talk a little bit about how that came about and how, you're, how excited you are to be part of it. 
Yeah, so actually Crowey had messaged me saying I have this really cool opportunity. We're going to create a new team, a complete, completely new sponsor who's not really in triathlon. So Vespa, um, would you be keen? And I was like, 100%, like this sounds really, really cool. Um, we've got a great team of athletes on the team as well. And it's just something completely different. Like everyone knows that we love just sort of traveling around. So actually to be able to go on a Vespa and just shoot down the road is really, really cool. So um, yeah, I'm just really excited about it. And what are your goals for 2021? What are you hoping to do? Well, I'm hoping to race a lot more than 2020. That's for sure. (laughs) I think kind of like Reese said, like we're just keeping our eyes open for races at the moment. So obviously we've got the amazing Challenge Miami. Then we're going to do Super League. um, And then we're just keeping our eyes open, to be honest. Like we have hopefully the Collins Cup. I should be there at the end of the year. Um, and then yeah just keeping our eyes open we just want to race as much as we can so a message to Felipe and Crowey on the creation of the Vespa triathlon team yeah I mean just thank you for creating the team it's awesome to have a group of athletes who are we're quite a diverse group but we're also um, we've got some short course long course athletes so it's just really cool to have a group so when you go into a race you kind of feel a bit more part of a team as well so yeah I'm just really excited to one be part of a new team and actually get to scoot around and, and try out the Vespa scooters. So second place three years in a row in Kona. Obviously those those races mean a lot to you and you've you know you've proven yourself that you are a second place person. What does it take to get to that next level to, to win that race because I know that means the world to you. Yeah I mean it's, it's definitely the ultimate goal and until I win that race I probably can't see past that race it's just definitely going to be the thing that's on my horizon and that I'm chasing but kind of year on year we're just making progress and I feel like every year we continue to make progress at the moment I don't really know where I'm at purely because I haven't raced but I'm feeling good so it'll be good to just get on a start line and see where I'm at but I think it's it's always going to come down to that run for me I feel like I've got the strong swim I've got the strong bike and I'm yet to show where my run is at so I feel like I say this all the time but definitely if I can swim and bike at the level that I need to without using so much energy and then be able to run how I know I can then on the perfect day then that could be enough for the win. Reese, when I look at the success of a coach uh, I always look back to a coach who I really respect. Matt Kofleski's coach, Coach Larson, said, to be a successful coach, you want your athlete to stay healthy and be healthy and loving her, her or his sport 10 years after their peak days. And you came in really with no background as a coach in triathlon, and Lucy's been incredibly healthy. Uh, talk a little bit about how you created the program that you created for Lucy because there's coaches who have been around for a long time who haven't had the success you've had with you know with a lot more background yeah I think it it's a mixture of um, my background of being a sportsman studying sports yes but a lot of it comes from literally being around Lucy 24 7 um, I have that you know 24 7 in her presence, knowing how she's feeling, adapting the training on the spot if we need to. I right. mean, there's there's never a week that goes by where we don't change something because mm. something was written down on paper, but it's not right on the day. Yes. Um, much to the frustration of quite a lot of people around <laughs> us because we change our schedule very often. Um, <laughs> I love that. But we prioritize doing the right thing for training yes. all the time above everything else. Um, and as re- with regards to keeping healthy I mean never never before has that been more important than what we've just been through over the last year I mean I think mental health with athletes was yes. something that really Not really hit home um, a big shout out my heart goes out to a lot of swimmers back home who 
literally have had the rug pulled out from beneath them. They have no access to to any pools. Um, you know, they've they've been on the brink of qualifying for the Olympics, and then all of a sudden they just they've got nothing left. Yeah. Um, and so we're very privileged that we've we're doing swim bike run for the vast majority of last year. We was able to carry on doing the running and the, the cycling and swimming in the lakes as and when we could. But yeah, just just mental health with training, particularly through this pandemic, has been something that's really kind of hit home and, and, and highlighted the importance of doing stuff that you enjoy doing and keeping the refreshment and excitement in sport. I think if you can do that, then you're setting yourself up for a, for a good career. So, Lucy, how do you tell Reese this workout ain't happening? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a look nowadays. I was going to say, I, I'm betting that it could be just a little glance with, I think we should run shorter today. She doesn't even have to say that, does she? I think, to be honest, Lucy actually really doubts what she can do in training. It's always me saying, no, you can push a little bit harder than that. Oh, and then she goes, oh, no, no, I can't. And then she goes, oh, I'm surprised I did that. And I'm like, well we knew that you could do that um, <laughs> so yeah she's she's extremely focused and and really really driven but i think she if anything you doubt your own ability sometimes and it's just reminding you what you can do give me an example of of a workout he gave you where you thought there is no way i can do that and then you did it and without really an issue <laughs> it's a z pro well yeah we had so we had the z pro series where it was a 5k run in the middle and to get the top points you had to run at a certain pace you didn't have to win you just had to be in that kind of pace bracket yeah. so Reese was like well you can get max points and I was like no there's no way I can do that like looking at my track reps it would just be pushing too hard and then lo and behold I go and run that pace and I'm surprised and he's like well I told you so, <laughs> so but we I feel like we have this conversation quite often so I I just always feel like I should probably just trust what you're saying, but it always feels like you're just pushing me that little bit more. But I guess that's what you need from a coach is to not ever really let you get comfortable. You need to just be striving for that little bit more. And then if you can do it, then you push on to the next one. So The hard part people have who come into our sport from a swimming background, because swimming, you know, like you said, you used to swim 100,000 a week, <laughs> right? Is you've got the engine and learning running is there's a lot of technique involved, but people tend to, oh, they have success and they run more and they run more and they run more and they get injured. Yeah. You guys have done a phenomenal job as a team keeping uh, Lucy from getting injured. What specifically from a running perspective, because you knew she could run all day yeah. with the swim engine, she could go all day, but to keep that under wraps and maybe not let her run too much so that yeah. she stayed healthy. Yeah, that's like almost like contradicting what I've just said in terms of Lucy know when to push. There's also another side of her, which I think is a swimmer mentality is more, 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 more. Yes. And that just doesn't work with running. No. Uh, you're going to break. Um, and, you know, we, you know, we learn from our own mistakes. We've both had injuries from pushing it too hard, particularly mm -hmm. with the running. And that's cost us, uh, cost you a, a very important um, debut when you was just turning pro professional, you ended up with a stress fracture. Mm. Just, you know, we thought, okay, we just need to do more looking at the numbers that everyone's hitting. And, and we learned from that mistake. And thankfully it happened when it did. Um, since then, touch wood, you've had, you've had nothing as bad since. Right. So yeah, I think learning from that, but just listening to the body as well, nine times out of 10, the body will tell you when to back off, yes. um, when something's a niggle, when something's actually quite serious. So yeah, we're very in tune with everything like that. And, and, that, and as I say, that's like 
the thing that I can do as 24-7 and around Lucy, I can see that sometimes. Like, sometimes I will pick up things before she does. I'll be sure. Like, oh, you're running a little bit funny today. Something all right. And then you might go, actually, yeah, this is tight. And then we go to the physio and fix it all yes. before it becomes too yeah. much of a problem. So, obviously, before the whole COVID thing hit, you win one of my favorite races on the planet, a Challenge Roth. Talk a little bit about, you know, because I think you finished second the year before, but to win that race. Because that is one of the iconic races. There's Kona. There's... 70.3 worlds and there's challenge roth and down the line it'll be daytona is one of those as well winning that race how special was that for you yeah it was so special i think it will always be my favorite race just the atmosphere there the people the family behind the race it's just really is an incredible race and having come second the year before so close i think it was like nine <laughs> seconds so that made me so hungry to come back and win having experienced it and it was still amazing coming second but I knew I had to come back and win so yeah it just really is a special race to me um, and I definitely hope to go back I just love it so much now this year it's Collins Cup is August <laughs> Roth is September Ironman Worlds is October what the hell what do you do <laughs> I think something's gonna have to give but we're just gonna keep uh, Play it by um, ear. yeah I does. think like anything's anyone's guess it could be that Roth happens and Kona doesn't so then for sure I'm going to be in Roth or it might be the other way around so yeah we're just going to keep keep yes. our ears and eyes open and and yeah like I said we want to race as much as we can yeah. but then you still have to be smart and not race right. too much in a small amount of time so so this course the bike course is because Daytona you put your head down and go this one is technical right you got part of the road course you got part of the you know regular super speedway what do you think of riding and the wind is going to be a factor yeah so we've rode on the track twice now um and both times the conditions have been different so we've had really strong wind and we've had pretty much no wind oh. so um i think it was all about learning the right lines to take so i'm quite lucky i can just follow reese's will and, yeah. and learn the right route to take um it's about pushing hard in certain sections maybe easing back on others so it's going to be completely different to daytona which i think is actually really nice that it is going to be different. It's not going to be kind of the, the yes. best aero position. Most power is going to win. It's going to be your technical skills on those corners are going to definitely come into it. So it's going to make it more exciting for people to watch. And yeah, I think we're going to see different athletes dominate in different ways because we've got that technical aspect. Well, and it's also a little shorter, like 38. Yeah. So it's closer to the ITU racing, but with the larger draft zone. And, you know, for, for someone like yourself who has not raced, like you said, since LJ Tona, <laughs> like, this is a big shout out because you're racing against, you know, Annie Hogg and Paula Finley and, and some of the best in the world in your first race back. Uh, you excited about that? Yeah, I'm definitely excited. I think, I mean, given the year that happened last year, I think most races we're going to see pretty big fields assemble because athletes just want to race and there's yes. not many races at the moment. So we were pretty sure this was going to be a big field, but probably not as big as it actually is. So I think it's a great way to come back having not raced. It's definitely, I'm going to see where I'm at. I'm going to see where everyone else is at. So yeah, I'm just super excited to get out there and I think we're going to have a good battle. Always so much fun to chat with you guys. Thank you so much for taking time, and best of luck on Friday. Thanks, Thanks Bob. Reese, are you racing? Yes, I'm racing, yeah. Oh, those boys better watch out. Uh, <laughs> Jan is coming in soon. I'll let him know. <laughs> Again, the uh, Reese Barkley and, uh, and Lucy Charles Barkley. Thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. Again, this is Breakfast with Bob from Challenge Miami. Hold on. We will be right back.